Hi, welcome back to Shellyville. So glad you could join me today. I just want to say <laughs> thank you so much to everybody that uh, was here listening to Jackson's story and his little um, take of our last episode. I was really happy to have him join me. It's a lot of fun to have an adult relationship with your child as they've gone through so much traumatic experiences with you. And why I did want to do post-traumatic stress disorder after having talked to Jackson about his story is that when you experience something very traumatic, there are times that the brain can process that really well. And you can kind of put it away. And it's not a big issue, as we've seen with Jackson's response to it. He has not no memory of traumatic experiences, which I'm really grateful for, because I would not want him to be terrified by the things in his brain. I just think that's amazing that he doesn't have that. But a lot of people don't get that lucky. And when I talked about last week about 9-11, and that being such a traumatic experience for so many people, there was a lot of research done around 9-11 and how people handled that violence and distress. And, you know, it was actually such so many um, deaths and what people witnessed, what most they've discovered about that is that a lot of people, although they had post-traumatic stress, they had very little of it when it is related to 9-11. And the reason why is that there was so much exposure to it. We got to see it on so much through TV. We got to see a lot of it through um, the news, which was unusual because at that time we weren't really advertising a lot of traumatic experiences. In the United States 20 years ago, we didn't have all these shootings. We didn't have a lot of mass things that were happening on American soil. So that was really the first time as Americans we experienced that massive amount of murdering and death on American ground. So it was very groundbreaking how we even handled it in the news as far as talking about it and showing it in video after video. And a lot of people didn't really know what that was going to mean. I mean, obviously, there were so many people that people knew in New York City that got hurt. And, you know, 20 years later, it's still every year when the 9-11 anniversary comes up, I am still just heartbroken. I still cry. I still think about it. I still really feel the grief of that event. But what makes that a little bit different than an actual post-traumatic stress disorder is that now I don't have flashbacks of it. I don't act like it's still happening. I don't have intrusive thoughts or nightmares about it. I don't carry the intense distress. If you actually have post-traumatic stress disorder, those are the common symptoms where you're going to have vivid flashbacks. You're going to feel like it's still happening. You're going to have intrusive thoughts. You're going to be kind of triggered by sounds and um just even memories are going to pop up that you don't want. These are things that they're intrusive. These are nightmarish. They're like not the things that you want to think about. So, and these can even, you know, affect your body. You can have a physical sensation. You can even feel the pain or sweating, nausea, having trouble breathing. All of those kind of flashbacks come back. So when you truly have post-traumatic stress disorder, it is a physical response. I know for me, it I definitely have a startle reflex. I get easily frightened. I cannot watch horror movies. I cannot watch violence. I cannot watch violence of any kind. I don't like to see even video game violence. It's too much for me. So that is a, a response that I've carried from just 
things that I've experienced as a child, not even from 9-11. But another thing that really goes into it and why you want to talk to someone about it is that you kind of are always, it gives you anxiety. You feel like you're always on edge or you might even have some self-destructive behavior. I know a lot of people after 9-11 started drinking heavily or they're like, well, what the heck? It doesn't matter anymore. I don't feel good about myself. So I'm going to start to do these dangerous things. And Or you have really trouble sleeping, a lot of trouble with falling asleep or staying asleep. Any kind of sleep disturbance can be part of post-traumatic stress disorder. A lot of people had trouble concentrating or or doing well in school. Um, So, I mean, although those are kind of like the common things with post-traumatic stress disorder, it's really, it's how those things affect you. It's not that you're having those. It's, It's how often are you having those intrusive thoughts? Are you having nightmares once or twice a week? Is this just something that's coming in and out of your life? Because every disorder that we have in the DSM-5 is based on, is it interfering with the quality of life? I mean, before you can even say that, yes, I have a mental illness, it's not about that you're having these experiences, but they're they're disturbing your quality of life. They're interfering with your day-to-day activities. And you're having these thoughts more often than not. So really, although this is just kind of a general overview of what it is, in order to truly be diagnosed, it, you have to have several of the symptoms and you have to have it at least interfering maybe five days five days out of the seven days of the week. Like it's it's pretty intrusive. It's it's definitely causing an impact and you're feeling bad about yourself. I mean, we know that there's a lot of work that's been done for veterans, but there are other people that suffer and um it's it's sometimes it looks like anxiety, sometimes it looks like it's depression. But most of the time it it really is dealing with the traumatic experience and feeling that that terrifying event is going to happen again. And, you know, after talking to Jackson, I realized that his voices are not there anymore. He's not having that intrusive thought, which is really such a relief to me because I was worried about doing an episode of him. Um, I was worried about what was that going to do for me. And it has really brought up a lot of the pain, like it's brought up the pain, but it hasn't brought up the nightmare. And I think there's a big distinction. It is okay to feel sad after something bad has happened. It is okay to feel like you're still hurting. What you don't want to have occur is intrusive thoughts to the point where you think there's something wrong with you. And that's why I really wanted to do this episode, because there's a really strong distinction between feeling emotional about something that bad happened versus something bad really happened and you can't get over it. And here's even the scariest part about this. Jackson's absolutely right. We have no indication of when he might have those memories come back. PTSD does not have a timeline attached to it. You can have something in your childhood that you that you just block out. You, men- you mentally drop it out of your thoughts. That can come back 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years later. So the thing that makes it interesting is that the the brain is very fragile, but it's also a very protective shell. And there's a lot of defense mechanisms that are in place to keep us safe. 
So if you feel that your own mind is not a safe place and you no longer feel like you can manage your emotions and it's it's becoming a pretty scary place to live, that's why I want you to reach out to your doctor, reach out to your friends, please tell somebody, go talk to a therapist because it is a serious illness and it can really lead to unfortunate you know, actions. I mean, we're, we're all about trying to take care of ourselves here. We're all about trying to be safe. And I am all about sending love out and really wanting you to get the help that you need. So if any way you feel that some of the thoughts that, or the, the things that I've talked about become triggering, or if there is any kind of actions that you feel that you want to take to either hurt yourself or hurt somebody else, please reach out and ask for help because that's really what Shellyville is about. It's putting out some good positive energy along with a little bit of the disorder that, you know, is the function of my life. But that's why I'm here. And I really just wanted to share that. And this is just going to be a quick lib today because I've got I got to get back to my clients. But anyways, I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much for stopping by. And again, if you have any questions and anything that you'd like to have addressed on my show, please feel free to contact me at ShellyvillePod at gmail.com. And again, thank you so much for stopping by.